Hi friends, how are you? Kevin Goatee, Gutting the Sacred Cow, whoop whoop, trigger warning, guess what? This episode is going to be Joey from So Wizards Podcast taking down Harry Potter. That's right, nerds, get ready to be offended because Joey takes no prisoners. Before we get to it, big announcement, guess what? We've got our live show on the books, January 23rd. Join us in Clifton, New Jersey at the AMC Movie Theater to watch Bill and Joanne from The Morning Show, who've both been on this podcast multiple times, tag team together and come after the 1984 classic, Karate Kid. You can see the movie in person. We're going to watch the movie together. And then right after that, we're going to do a live show. You're going to see us tape the episode with Bill and Joanne right there. Come to the AMC 24 in Clifton, New Jersey. Tickets on sale now at guttingthesacredcow.com. Don't forget, speaking of the website, go there every day, guttingthesacredcow.com, for articles we post every day. Movies uh, we've seen, list of 10, you know the drill. And if you want to advertise with us, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com. So let's not waste any more time. Let's see if that little wizard can take a beating from Joey from So Wizard Podcast. Here we go. Enjoy. Hey, gang. Kevin Goatee. Hey, how are you? Before we start into our episode, we're going to talk about popcorn for just a second. You heard me talk about them before. Guess what? They're so amazing they've hired us back because popcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing sponsorship opportunities like this one, such as host read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. Best thing about popcorn, there is no middleman. Podcasters of all sizes, small, medium, large, whatever, choose opportunities on the right platform, you set your own rates and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivity. You never give up your rights to your podcast and Podcorn is always going to support you at every step and make sure you're protected and most importantly, compensated for the work that you do for the brands. Make sure you click on the link in my show notes to sign up for Podcorn and start browsing for sponsorship opportunities. Thank you, Podcorn, for sponsoring the episode. And here we go, guys, gutting the sacred cow Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Gather round, here's what I know. It's just that this cow has got to go. I know some people kind of like it, yeah, it's training right now. Yeah, that doesn't matter because we're good in Hey everybody, how's it going? Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel, gutting the sacred cow. What's going on kids? We're having a good old time. Today we are joined by Joey from So Wizard Podcast. Joey, how goes it? What's going on? Party people! What is going on guys? We are ready to rock and roll. Joe and Kevin Israel, how are you today, sir? What's going on with you? I'm great. I'm shoving uh, Halloween candy into my face. Oh, uh, really? You, you you jumped the gun already? We're, we're taping. Oh, we bought one of those giant mixed bags, I see. and we're like, oh, we're just going to keep this in the back. That lasted six days, and then <laughs> we were like, just I was like, there's chocolate somewhere in this house. Yeah. And now we have to go out and buy another bag of candy for Halloween. I have no problems in admitting that I go right to Dwayne Reed the day after for half off to get any other kind of, of Milky Way stuff. Okay, good. I'm, I'm going to say I, I, uh, I, uh, I, I might be not the only one who does that. Anytime Reese's comes out with a seasonal cup yes. or, or treat, 
Like tree, the Christmas ones are usually the best. The trees or, the, or the, stock Easter, up on those. the Easter eggs and the trees are the pinnacle of all yeah. the cups by far. They should just make those all year. I don't get why they're holding back on us. I don't know what they do differently. The fucking trees and the eggs are noticeably better than the regular cups, which are amazing, but... They I do taste different. There they is do. a different. There's a different texture, and I can't believe we just spent three minutes talking about this. I can't either because <laughs> Joey came on our po- lovely podcast, guttingthesacredcow.com. Don't forget that GTSC podcast. If you have not written a five star review, please do so. A two star rating on your podcast platform of choice. Joey from So Wizard Podcast has decided to take down, and I guarantee this film is going to anger a lot of fucking people, which is why I agreed to it. His first choice, I said, nah. But as soon as he threw this one out there, I said, yep, we're doing Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. What was his first choice? Um, what was it? It was Jesus. I'm sorry. I, I have a lot of people I'm talking to here to try and look book for guests. Joy, what was your first choice again? I kind of said, nah. Um, I originally came up with Wonder Woman. Yeah. But I know you guys have uh, been yeah. doing a lot of comic book movies lately, so that's fine. Yeah. Which so we decided to piss off a different group of geeks. Oh, this is going to go. The millennial nerds are going to lose their fucking shit right now. Uh, somebody's that. breaking a wand over this, I can tell you that much. <laughs> Which costs $25 at Universal Studios. <laughs> Good. Go there and you see them, you see them all running around. But it has a griffin hair in it, so it's weird. Oh, I'd rather have a eh, – never mind. I'll save my jokes for later, as I always do. Harry Potter and Sorcerer's Stone. Make no bones about it. A $125 million budget. A gross in 2001 of one billion dollars in That's 2020, insanity. isn't it? Well, hold on. In 2020, money, <laughs> a budget of 183 million dollars, a haul of 1.469 billion. <laughs> Boy, you nerds and your disposable income! I tell you, you know how to. To make a franchise and, oh, my God. You know what it is? There has been a large – for the 80s and 90s, 70s even, geeks, nerds, we were all pushed into the darkness. We were all following all the stuff we loved, and we all wanted it to go mainstream and never did. And then right around, like, the end of the 90s, early 2000s, it all started popping up, and people were like, oh, this shit's cool. We like this. And we're like, yeah, we've liked it for 30, 40 years. And now suddenly you're all on the bandwagon. We don't get thrown in the lockers anymore for collecting comic books. Like, yeah, oh, you welcome do. to the. You still do. But no, it's because of the do marching you? band that I got thrown in lockers. I was going to guess the, Dunge- <laughs> the Dungeons and Dragons aspect. That oh, was. Oh, I didn't tell people about that. That was a secret. What are you crazy? You don't, wear, that, you don't wear that badge on your shirt in 1993. You, yeah, I was going to say you'd rather be gay in 1993 <laughs> than admit you do Dungeons and Dragons in 1993. <laughs> Uh, Kevin Israel. Nothing gets panties wrapping like that leather bag of dice. Oof. Is was that a, mine was velvet, thank I you. was going to say, is that a, a, a euphemism for a man's scrotum there? <laughs> it's cute. IMDB, Kevin, Kevin Israel, as you know, is a scale from one to ten with decimal points. What score did Harry Potter get, Kevin Israel, on the old IMDB? 8-4. Joey, want to take a guess? I... I purposely did not look before we did this, so I wouldn't cheat. Um, I'll say maybe like an 8.7, 8. 8.8. 8. 7.6. 7.6, a little lower. A little wow. Little lower. Yeah. 
Rotten Tomatoes, as we know, is a 1 through 100 percentage score level. We'll start with you, Joey. The critics' Rotten Tomatoes score, what was it? Uh, 71? Kevin Israel. 88. 81. Both of you in the neighborhood. Overshot. Audience score, Kevin Israel. Oh, I'm going to say like a 92. Joey. Yeah, I'll go with 90. I'm sure a ton of uh, nerds probably spammed the score. So, 82. Oh, wow. That's... I feel like it's dropped over the years. People have probably been coming back down to earth about this movie. The bloom is off the rose. <laughs> Quotes. Not as sacred as we thought, I guess. Well, I will. Well, we'll find out. Quotes. Tut, tut. Fame clearly isn't everything, Mr. Potter. And that's the only quote I have from this film. This is not a quotable film. Kevin Israel, what jumped out at you? You're a wizard, Harry. No. Good old Robbie Coltrane. <laughs> I know him as the obese a Russian guy in Bond, Goldeneye, and another Bond film. I forgot, which was terrible. <laughs> Joey, any quotes from you? Ten points to Gryffindor. Oh, <laughs> over and over again. No. Five fun facts. Five fun facts. Whoa, five fun facts. Five fun facts. Five fun facts. Five fun facts. Ten-year-old Rupert Grint sent in a video of him dressed as a drama teacher, rapping how much he wanted to do the role. Nothing will send shivers up your butthole more than seeing an English ginger rap. I want to see that video. Is that, a, is that available? I, don't, I didn't look, but I saw that in my fact research. Number two. Harvey Weinstein's vault? <laughs> oh. Wow. That's true. No, he, no, he wasn't gay. He was just a, oh. uh, a perv. Love me some Weasley. J.K. Rowling insisted the entire cast be British, but there was only one non-Brit. Playing the role of Grip Hook, which sounds to me like a Transformers character. <laughs> Thank you. Vern Troyer was in this film as Grip. I don't know who Grip Hook was. Oh, he was. Oh, I'll, I have a I have a bone to pick about them. He was one of the uh, one of the goblins. Oh, okay. And the Number bank. J.K. Rowling asked to play was at was asked to play Harry Potter's mom, but she said nine. Daniel Radcliffe was allergic to the glasses that gave him whiteheads. He was also allergic to the green contact lenses to match Harry Potter's character's eyes, but he had to lose those as well. Looks like Voldemort could have taken out Harry Potter with a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> Number I like five. that they were trying to be so true to the book, they gave him green contacts because they oh. knew that fans of the book would be like, ah, he has green eyes! Well, imposter. They also, they also tried making Hermione have buck teeth because she has that in the uh, comic book or the book, comic book, the book. But uh, they couldn't fit, so they gave up on that idea in uh, Emma Watson's mouth. <laughs> and we like our leading ladies hot. Is she hot? No. Now? No. You know what's sad? And I said this to my wife. Did you ever see the SNL skit with Lindsay Lohan where she plays Hermione? I don't want. I haven't watched S- a full SNL episode. I couldn't tell you how long. I've seen. I mean, this, this goes back twenty years. Yeah, oh, you know, I know what I'm talking about. It's, oh, it's so. Whenever I picture Hermione, I always picture Lindsay Lohan in that low cut shirt 
And that's how I think of her mom. <laughs> I'll send you the link, Kev. You'll get it. Movie would have been a lot better that way. Emma Watson falls into Natalie Portman territory where she's too sprightly and kiddish for me to find her attractive. Kevin has his standards. I mean, she's, they're, they're like little girls. I just don't... No, I don't I mean I don't. She doesn't really do anything to me. Number five, Richard Harris had no desire to play Dumbledore, but caved when his 11-year-old granddaughter said she would never talk to him if he didn't. And then he died. He did. <laughs> See, Graham? See, that's what happens when you listen to your, kid, your snot-nosed yeah. kid. Go with your gut, old man. Yeah. At least he died wealthy, unless his agent got it all. Kevin Israel, did you have any? Oh, you did your quotes. I'm sorry. I just want to make sure I didn't pass over that. All right. It is now time, because Joey's already, you can just tell, thing <laughs> at the mouth. And you can see the, the sweat come out, coming out of that bald head of his. Stone Cold Steve Austin style, ready to come out and, uh, and just tear this film apart. So why keep the man waiting? Kevin Israel, it is now time for Joey to gut the, the sacred, sacred cow. cow. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you know, with this movie, I tried to come at it from a person watching it for the first time. I have to be honest with you. I've never read the books. Um, my family, my wife, my two children, the huge Harry Potter fans. I've never read the books. I couldn't make it more than five, six pages in. I was just like, this is terrible. I hate the movies. Um, everyone in my family has seen and loves the movies. I, I could barely make it through them. So I really tried to come at this from a perspective of somebody who hasn't really seen the books before and was, was their first time watching it. Um, you know, really I felt like this movie should have been called Harry Potter and the endless exposition. <laughs> the, the entire, I want to say maybe first hour, hour and a half of this movie is really just explaining the world of Harry Potter. It's not, there's no movie here. It, it's walk from one part to the next, talk to some strange old white guy in bad makeup, and he's like, blah, 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 about nonsense, and then you walk to the next white guy who tells you about more nonsense. It, it was just, it's awful. It, it's, it's excruciating. I kept hitting uh, pause and looking at how much time it elapsed. I'm like, oh, God, we got to be, what, three hours into this movie? And it had been like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. I, I wanted to die. I literally wanted to die while watching this movie. I actually thought maybe I had died. I had like maybe slipped on something in the house and fallen down. And this was like my punishment for being a terrible person was to have to watch this movie. But it's just all it's exposition, exposition, exposition. And they finally get to the school. I think it's maybe an hour into the movie when they get to the school. You know, like, Oh, thank God they're at school. Finally, the movie is going to start. Here we go. Harry Potter bust out that sorcerer's stone. Let's go. No, no, Nope, nope, nope. More exposition. And then they have to learn about a game. This is a, like soccer or some shit with like brooms. It was, it's awful. And, and they have to explain to you the whole game. Like, why couldn't they have just played basketball or baseball? Anything. I know it's British. So, you know, it's going to be some sort of form of soccer, which is bad enough. But like, this is the reason why we threw tea in the ocean all those years ago. This is the reason. These type of terrible things. This is like a punishment for that, almost. It felt like it. Because um, if they didn't create a sport for it, we wouldn't have Quidditch tournaments. But, okay, yeah. God, those must be really exciting. Um <laughs> You know, it, it, there's just so, so many weird things in the movie, too. Um, I, the scene with the hat, 
like stuck out to me. So there's like 700 kids in this room and they take this hat and they put it on you and they say, the hat's like, hmm, you will be in this house. <laughs> and, and, but it, it talks about every kid. And I'm like, man, could you imagine being like a 300th kid in this room and you got to sit there while this fucking hat like talks for 15 minutes on every single person? It reminded me of being like in a line at the grocery store. You're at the express line. And then all of a sudden the lady in front of you has 17 items and wants to write a check. And it was just, it felt awful. Like, Oh my God, I can't believe this. Um, right. It's just, Jack, what is this? 1988? I know. Um, it, it was just an excruciating watch. I, I can't believe this movie has made over a billion dollars uh, and launched a franchise. Um, it, it's just something that coming into it, without having the nostalgia or the background of the move of the books, it just made it like so hard to watch. Like I, there's nothing here for me, man. Like it, I know it's a kid's movie and I'm not a kid, but like, I, I just, I can't fathom like where the rabid excitement comes from for six more movies in this franchise after watching this first one. It, it was brutal. So. Gotcha. What else about it besides the exposition factor of it? And uh, the Quidditch, what else just got your nuts in a knot? Well, you know, there's a lot of people in the movie that you don't really learn anything about. Like, here comes Sir Professor Snape. I think he has three lines in the movie, and then he's gone. Um, there's a lot of that, which really was frustrating. Uh, the fact that the plot doesn't kick in until there's probably about 45 minutes left in the movie was awful. Um, that stupid chess game they played, like, oh, my God, like, we're going to sit here and watch these guys play chess now for an hour? Well, Jesus Christ. Um, a lot of the green screen and CGI was really bad, um, especially for a big-budget movie. I was stunned at the poor CGI, especially when they were playing Quidditch. It looked like a Quidditch, yeah, the Quidditch game. didn't hold up. Oh, my God. It was awful. Like, how did that even get by the editors? Like, oh, my God, that looks terrible. Uh, there were a lot of weird green screen shots, too, where it's like, aren't you guys filming at a castle? You can't put the castle in the background. Um, there's a lot of really, and the movie itself is like directed really timidly. It felt like a TV show. I know a lot of people like to criticize uh, MCU movies, especially Avengers uh, for looking like a TV show. This looked like the pilot of a TV show. I didn't see any, anybody could have directed this. There was no flair that said, Oh, that's a Christopher Columbus movie. Um, other than discovering America, I don't see how he could put this on his resume. So, not feeling that either. Gotcha. What about the casting? What do you think about the casting? Did it hit you like the casting, dislike the casting? Talk to us. Oh, I mean, it's just a bunch of little British kids talking. There really wasn't much there for me, man. It, it, it was tough because uh, the, the, their school was weird because they're supposed to be 11, 10 or 11. And then there's like 18, 19 year old kids walking around. Um, the only really casting I liked was there's one kid on the Quidditch team that had really bad teeth. <laughs> Guess who has notes about that one? For Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, well, there's the British kid. And uh, that was... Uh, you know, he's a bad guy. He has bad there teeth. Was, there was nothing there in the casting. You can tell that um, Alan Rickman... Right, he has bad teeth um alan rickman you could tell is on another level um acting wise even his one scene with the little kids um where he actually had lines uh, you could tell he was on a bit of another level acting wise everybody else just seemed really really just 
just little kids talk. It, the whole movie just felt like little kids talking the whole time. It was it was infuriating. You think? Go ahead, Kevin. What do you, what do you think about the, the the world building they did though? I mean, this was you know this this was a pretty big um, undertaking to build this whole world that was set up through all of these books and to establish an audience that might have been unfamiliar with the books. Right. Well, as somebody that was unfamiliar with it from the books, it's, it's just brutal. It felt like. 75% of the movie was world building and not interesting world building. It was a lot of uh, a tell don't show um, and a lot of stuff that was just thrown off after they introduced it. Here's some goblins. They work in a bank, stay away from them. And then that, that's it. Then we'll never see them again. Okay. Um, you know, here's a dragon. It's named after an Eddie Murphy movie. Um, I don't know. Like, why are we learning about this stuff? I don't care. Like, there's no story storyline either so you're just sitting here listening to nonsense space and then you're like okay and then they, you never see him again okay well i felt like i should have been taking notes the entire time not just for the podcast here but like just to be able to keep up with what the hell is going on i'm sure maybe in part five it pays off that there's a uh, midget elves that, that work in a bank but, uh, but you've never seen all of them. To this movie no no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, so I suspect I'm not going to see any Harry Potter Funkos behind you in a display case like you have right now. <laughs> no, definitely not. No way. All right. Kevin Israel, shall I, you want to go first this time? Big yeah, I, I'll go. I'll... Big I stole your thunder for the last episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I enjoyed uh, the world building in Harry Potter. I thought the movie opens awesome with the hateable Dursleys. I remember when I, I saw this in the theater. I had not read the books when I saw this. I have read the books since then. Um, I thought they did a great job making that family absolutely detestable, at, a, at both at a child's level and at a whatever age I was when I saw this in the theater. Um, they, uh, you know, I, I like coming-of-age stories. I like seeing uh, characters develop through a movie and even through this, through all of the movies. Um, so... The when this my favorite scene in the movie in the whole movie is when Hagrid knocks down the door and fucking zaps the kid with a pig's tail. That I love when assholes get their comeuppance, and uh, and I thought that was a, such a such a perfect scene. The, uh, the that portion of the movie the, with the Dursleys and the and the whole building up to Harry being this you know kind of abused on uh, underappreciated kid. Uh, was great. I thought that was great. I agree that then once they get to the okay, here's Diagon Alley and the train and the and the and the school. It's a ton of exposition, but I also feel like it was necessary exposition because she built a fuckload of universe. Like she didn't even. I mean, she created a whole just whole society that was so big and so colorful. And I think they did a great job visually keeping it moving while it was a lot of telling and not showing. I think the, the visuals of it were great. Um, the, the scene in the, uh, where in the bank was probably the most, uh, anti-Semitic, uh, scene I've ever seen. Uh, those trolls were, uh, were just a little more Jewish than the flying guy in the, in the first, uh, episode, episode one of star Wars. I'm not sure who was Zabalba the is his name. Yeah. Auto. Jewish propaganda. Uh, but the uh, the big nose uh, goblins, I think, take it by a nose. Um, uh, I feel like I feel like Harry just like 
won the wizard lottery when he opened up that. I wish somebody would have said how much money was in there. Like, what's the, like, what's the, you could buy Hogwarts with this, Harry, or something. It was just piles of gold, like the balloons, just coins and treasure chests. I, I, and he, and I, he just goes and like buy some chocolates. I would have been like, I'm going to get some bitches. All right. Let me go, let me go get some of those female goblins. Um, what's uh, going, to, going to a cotillion in the, uh, in the Catskills? <laughs> Bang. Um, yeah, so the uh, let me see. Uh, there was a uh, when they're going through Diagon Alley and they're looking at all the different animals. There was a bat hanging there, and I was like, you know what? Maybe this is a weird time to be looking at bats in uh, in in bazaars. I think I think that's 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 how pandemics get started. Harry, stay away from the bat stand. At least you didn't uh, need it. <laughs> uh, but then when he when he gets to when they get to Hogwarts, I've never been at an Ivy League school. I was never admitted to an Ivy League school, but I feel like Hogwarts is what every Ivy League school ends up being. Like I feel like all they're all wearing walking around and they're with their little ties and their you know, their their sweaters and everything and they all have British accents even if it is over here. Um and I I my initial my initial gut when I saw all those kids was I hate those kids, but then I just realized it's because I never got into Harvard or Cornell. Um, uh, the sorting hat. I thought the sword. I love the sorting hat. I think it's hysterical. I also thought it's. I also thought it's funny how one kid is just like Hufflepuff, and then and then for Harry, he's like, "Ooh, we're gonna take some time with you." If I was the kid that got thrown Hufflepuff, I would have been like, "I couldn't have gotten a little more." Like I'm, I'm not a deep enough person for you to delve into. There are a lot. And so does and does the hat know everything? Would the hat would would the hat have been like, "Oh, this is interesting." He's well, masturbated uh, four times today. <laughs> Clearly not a good Last no, week, you touched going yourself to in an impure manner. <laughs> yeah. You have an erection right now, as a matter of fact. It's disgusting. That sounds like every priest in a confessional right <laughs> You're now. You're thinking about <laughs> Professor Hooch. <laughs> yeah. I had a, I, uh, thank you. I had a mention of Professor Hooch. What uh, a weird fucking name. I got nothing wait, wait, wait. Is that Maggie Smith, the old lady? The, uh, the, yeah, the, the, was the, um, the Quidditch coach, right? Oh, oh, no, it's, oh, I don't know that one. I just know Maggie Smith, the, uh, the, the, the main, the one who sat next to uh, Dumbledore in the hall. I, I forgot her name already. Oh, um, McGonagall. Okay, sure. Um, uh, and so in school, so, so they start school when they're 11. They start Hogwarts when they're 11. And I think it goes for seven years until they're 18. And then they learn about broom riding and potions and spell casting and animal. They never have to learn like history or trigonometry or any of that bullshit. Like they avoid all that shit and they get to learn all this cool. That's what fucking school should have been. I had to take social studies. These kids are learning how to make a love potion. Such a better school. Yeah, we had to do, do, we had to do home. We had to do home ec. What a waste. <laughs> and and in gym class, they made us take fucking square dancing. Like that's ever happened. <laughs> I remember square dancing. Oh, Holy shit! Wor- you need to tell me we can't have a, what was that called? Oh, like a, uh, the snowball fight where you line up and you just throw balls at each other, dodgeball or baseball or dodgeball. <laughs> Are you kidding me? But we had to do square dancing in Central Jersey. Fuck you. I remember square. Now I'm gonna have a fucking flashback to square dancing. Oof. Um, and I got to tell you, as great as magic looks, and you know they're able to look through these books that have moving pictures in them, and the paint and the paintings move and all that. I would still take my fucking iPhone. Like my iPhone seems so much better than all the magic out there. It can find out shit so much faster. 
than however many books you have. Like, they're still going through books. Like, fine, have your magic, but get a, get an iPad or something. It'll make things so much easier than this big, creepy library you had to sort through. Uh, I definitely miss Alan Rickman. He's amazing in this. He he really encapsulates. I, after, I read the first book after I saw the first movie, and uh, and you know obviously it's it tainted me a little bit, but he really encaptured uh, the character and just did such a great job. I I adore Alan Rickman. Who does um, the dark arts teacher? Like as soon as they introduced him, and I knew, and I thought this even when I saw the movie, I was like, he's the bad guy. Like he's obviously the bad guy. Like he was sweating and nervous, and I didn't know he was going to be the main bad guy, but I was like, clearly he's something's up with him. Like they telegraphed that from a mile away. Yeah. Um. No matter how exciting they tried to make that Quidditch match look, no matter how just chasing and all the excitement and the and the and the and the bad Slytherin kid and all that, fucking Jesus. Broom riding will never look cool. Like, no, I don't, like, it just will never, like, remember when you saw the scene in Return of the Jedi when they rode those speeders to the forest and you're like, I want one of those. Yeah. I need what they came out yep. with the toy that exploded when you hit the button. Yeah. That, I, nobody saw a broom and it was like, that's awesome. As, as the, <laughs> this, the race of the speeder, the speedster, whatever they were, they were called in Return of the Jedi. Speeder bikes. Um, Yes, <laughs> there's definitely some Harry Potter kink out there for centaurs. I feel like there's definitely a bunch of people who are like, well, I'm going to be the centaur today. And like, oh, we're going to come over there and, uh, and, and get on you. But to, to, to somebody, the, the end of the movie, I, thought, I even thought when I saw it in the theater, I thought it was a little confusing. Because the one thing they didn't do very good was explaining the whole Voldemort thing. And I think they give, they give you little bits of it throughout the movie. And then at the end, he's just in the back of the guy's head, which was a weird thing. And <laughs> That was very quad. Trip him and push him on the back of his head. Yeah. <laughs> that was very quad from Total Recall-ish. Yes. Yeah, bro, good call. Um, he, yeah, it's just... And then, it, and then he, he dies. <laughs> he dies because of Harry. And the reason Harry's able to kill him was such a weak explanation. Love. It was your mother's love, Harry. It was your love. And he'd never felt like, what? Like, you went through all this magical shit and all this stuff, and the best you could come up with is love made him melt. Like, I was sure they were going to be like, oh, remember when you touched that chocolate frog? It was actually quoted in Fizzinibil's something elixir. and But not just love, like, that was, that was it. I thought that was the weakest part of this whole movie is how Harry killed the main bad guy. And then Voldemort appears to be dead, and then he suddenly pops up and, and leaves. And it's like, well, what then? What was the threat to Voldemort? He's not, he's not dead. He didn't need this guy. And then he goes on, by the way, through the next so many movies. And he keeps getting stopped for the next, like, four movies. And there's just, it never seems like there's a risk for Voldemort. Like, he's always going to be, and they're like, well, he's, yeah, you know, he's losing power. Is he? Because he keeps finding assholes to follow him and to let him live in this head. Like, that's pretty powerful to me. Like, if I didn't have a body, but I could get, I could live in the back of Goatee's head. And look through those beautiful blonde locks all day. Like that's a decent power right there. Um, so I, 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 the end of the movie always bothered me because I feel like Voldemort was kind of given the short shrift, and it didn't make a lot of sense to me the first time I watched it. Once I've read the books and went back and watched it, you know, I got it. But as a standalone movie, as far, and as far as Voldemort trying to be supposed to be like the bad guy, 
it, it, it fell a little short for me. But all of that said, I really like these movies. I won't go as far as saying I love them. I was never, you know, I'm not dressing up as Harry Potter. I'm, I don't have a broom or a wand um, uh, or, a, uh, or any Funkos. Um, but I like it. It was I, The movie didn't, didn't drag for me. I enjoyed it. I liked learning about the universe and the whole world building uh, of ha- the Harry Potter Um but there, it wasn't. It wasn't perfect. But the books, the, the you know, the books were marginally better. But they did a very good job bringing the books to life um, and bringing all the characters to life. So I, uh, I, I, I enjoyed it. I don't. I didn't have a. Uh, I don't have a problem with Harry Potter. Give me a number. Six. These notes brought to you by guttingthesacredcow.com, where you can go on our store and find hatchbags, shirts, mugs, cell phone holders, no Funko dolls. Sorry, guys. None of those yet, although we probably should look at that, Kevin. Oh, we should get Funkos of us. We surely should. Uh, for no other reason, just so we can have Funkos of us. Yes, that and condoms with our faces on so we can go inside your wives and girlfriends on a nightly basis is just as well. And don't forget, guttingthesacredcow.com uh, every day has new articles for your enjoyment. Some great poop reading, if you will. Read on, read on the toilet, read in traffic. I don't give a shit. Just read our articles. We do list of 10 movies we want to see or are about to see or have seen. Sequels that we want to see or don't want to see. Quotes, you name it. We talk about it Monday through Friday. And if you want to advertise, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com. I didn't know Harry Potter had a British version of Buzz from Home Alone as his brother. <laughs> Kevin, you're 100% right. Quidditch is about as much fun as hopping around a broom in your fucking basement. Nope, not buying Quidditch. And your abs- the Jedi uh, uh, analogy is perfect. If that was your payoff or something that you're excited about seeing, I mean, we all have stuck like, oh, I can't. If I read the book, like I, I read The Lost World, the second Jurassic Park book, and I go, I can't wait to see them run through that raptor field. And that's the one thing they did get right is that when the raptors attack them, they fucking gut them and just kill everybody. It's all great. So when you have something in a book you're really looking forward to, now, to be fair, I have not read any of the books. I've just heard about them. My sister's read them. I've heard about them in passing, but... She said, oh, this Quidditch thing's going to be pretty cool because I actually saw it before she did in the theater. And it was just like, eh. It's almost like seeing the VR scene. Do you remember the film The Lawnmower Man, the Stephen King short story? Oh, yeah. That whole VR scene, oof. That wasn't that good, was it? Nope. Same like this. (laughs) I like the idea of owls delivering the mail. It beats having an awkward conversation who judges me that I still get Netflix DVDs in the mail. (laughs) Because I want the new releases faster. I don't feel like waiting six months, guys, okay? And their library is a lot bigger than their online one. When they keep saying he who may not be named, are they referring to Jim J. Bullock, play from Kid and Play, or the guy who played Biff Tannen from Back to the Future? Which one of those three? Did everyone in England need or they deserve that half-shitty bowl haircut? Goes with their fucked up teeth. Yeah. I wonder if there is a spell for Emma Watson now. Hollywood, Blowhardus, disappear us. All I got was a half snicker. Fuck you. I thought about that one long and hard. <laughs> All right, back to the drawing board. Draco Malfoy is just the British alias for Johnny Lawrence or Kevin Goatee, as far as I'm concerned. I'll agree with that. <laughs> You know that kid won't act anymore because well he for a while he wouldn't act because people hated him so much. Yeah, that's great. Alan Rickman still he's on the, he was, 
was on the Flash for a while. He has a really bad hairline now. Oh, that's right. He was on the Flash. Roganus Apiris. <laughs> Alan Rickman found work after playing Hans Gruber, who was an asshole, so I'm not buying that. Speaking of Hans Gruber, it was quite disconcerting to see him dressed like the lead singer of Taking Back Sunday. <laughs> I'm, I'm amazed. Thank you. You like Taking Back Sunday? You would. Ew, gross. Uh, did you did you see him at the uh, at the at the Jingle Ball for Z100 10 years ago? <laughs> but true. I'm amazed how Harry Potter did not purell himself after shaking hands with all of the gingers in the Weasley family. Don't they know they're patient zero for COVID and other horrible diseases? In case you haven't picked up on it yet, Kevin Goatee has a strong disdain for gingers. Only the women I like. The men are... British people are ugly. British kids are uglier. Most of those kids look like they're hauling coal in Newcastle or working on the BMW assembly lines. (laughs) Hermione is the Jesse Spano of Hogwarts. Eventually, she'll develop a pill addiction to stay awake and study her spells. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. This film starts to drag viciously at the forest scene. The chess scene was kind of cool, but the ginger could have easily jumped off instead of let's go through the charade of him getting injured. Really? It was like that one scene. Oh, what was that fucking movie? Where they make fun of it, where they're screaming from afar. Oh, was it Naked Gun? No, no. no I think it was. Where they're screaming from afar, and the steam oars coming at him in a super slow. That's yeah, Yeti. Stop! Yeah, stop! Oh, no, it was Austin Powers. That's it. it. Austin Thank Powers. Oh, yeah, I know it was a Naked Gun. That's right, Austin Powers. That, I mean, he's got five years. It's like waiting for a lava to get you. You have five hours to get out of the way. And he wasn't even injured. No. <laughs> Nothing happened to him. Oh, he oh. just dusted himself off and... God. Everybody I, else was just standing there, too. Yeah. He's like, Hermione's like, we're still playing. Don't move. Why didn't he, the other kid just not move? <laughs> I, I, didn't, I, did not up in, I did not grow up in this era. And if I did, Wizards and Potion shit is too nerdy for me. Sorry. Go to Universal Studios where I've been, and you'll immediately be angered by seeing people drop 25 bucks on a plastic wand. That doesn't light up. That being said, I get that this is the stage setter for the other films. And I've seen all these films in the theater. I've, without, I was like, all right, I'll go see it. It's pretty good reviews. But after watching this last night, it's fine. It's fine. Not impressed. Will I watch it again? No, I will not. I bought it, though. Uh, there was like a deal on Vudu. You buy all the whole series for like 80 bucks. So I said, what the fuck? You never know. But it's fine, as I like to say. Does it pass the remote test? Absolutely not. What the test is, sir, is when if you see this on cable at any time or you're flipping around and you happen to stumble upon it at any point in the film, do you stop and watch it? The answer is a hearty no. Five and a half out of ten. Fair. Critics, five-star reviews. Critics, five-star reviews. Critics, five-star reviews. Critics, five-star reviews. Good film directed for a teenage audience in which not only is magic taught, but also how stereotypes affect it while the film itself recreates some British stereotypes. 
they are in Britain. So kind of want to, you know, <laughs> go down that pre-laid path. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone is, despite its trickery, that plainest and least surprising of artifacts. The work of art that is exactly the sum of its parts, neither more nor less. I feel when you say the sum of its parts, you're just bypassing time for something else to come to your mind. Have you Nevertheless. Ever- <laughs> <laughs> you know, in my opinion, yeah, we know it's your opinion because you're fucking saying it. This faithful rendition. Because it's a review page and you're writing. <laughs> this faithful rendition of the inaugural Potter book demonstrates that the franchise is in safe, sensible hands. Although it suffers until not- J.K. Rowling came out and started crushing the entire LGBTQ community, then everybody well, was like, mm, "Maybe we don't like these movies so much." Maybe that's one of the sole benefits of not "fuck you" but "fuck me" money is that she has no plans of getting canceled oh. because you you can't affect her anyway. Just yeah, she has more money really than the queen. Is. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> this faithful rent. Oh, I already said that one. Although it suffers nominally from being overstuffed and underpaced, ain't that the truth? It's grand and involving with magnificent production design and special effects and some fabulous thesps, present and correct. I hate thesps. We're going to make that a word now. Fuck you. I don't even know what no. that is. Thespians. Oh, go fuck yourself. Should we, should we call them lesb for lesbians while we're at it? Can't say homos for homosexuals <laughs> anymore, can you, right? So no. Probably not. be only at J.K. Rowling's house. Oh, that's yeah, true. I think she uses other <laughs> words. Yeah, she's got yeah, she's got the much more colorful words. <laughs> Critics one star reviews. Critics one star reviews. Critics one star reviews. A Xerox copy of the book and a copy is never as good as the original. I you know, know what? Let's pause. Then, and then there- you wrote, you both read the book, right? Or no, sorry. Uh, you you read the book, Kevin Israel. Yeah. How true? How true is it to the film? I mean, there's there's like some plot points and some details left out, but the stuff they include is all in the book. Like, there's not a big deviation from the book, and everything feels and looks like it's described in the book. Like every everything has the same. I mean, it's really how you pictured it. That very like like everything's wood and old, and it's it's very close to the book. Were the um, omissions glaring or no? Not that I remember. No, there's. I mean, there's. You know, there's always like detail. I mean, think about think of how detailed the movie is, and then make it a four hundred page book. So she had. I mean, she went into a lot of detail, and the, I I I want to say there were a couple other side. I think there's that that candy store that they go to. Um, I can't remember the name of it. They get butterbeer. I just remember butterbeer. Oh, yeah. They had, uh, actually, they had that universal because I remember people going, yeah. they have butterbeer. They have butterbeer. Yeah. yeah. I go, who gives a shit? And then when I went over to the Simpsons land and drank three duffs. So you tell me who came out ahead. <laughs> this guy. That, that, it shows up in later movies, but I'm pretty sure in the first movie, they, or in the first book, they go to that place and there's like a, there's a whole little storyline that happens there. Like the Ewok TV movies of the mid-80s, Harry Potter <laughs> meaninglessly <laughs> shoestrings a new fantastical event with every scene. That sentence didn't make sense. They just wanted to say the words Ewok TV movies. That's it. They're like, you know what? I did a Googs or someone might have mentioned that off the cuff, but I'm going to shoehorn that into a, into a review to seem hip. We don't say thesps, but we do say Googs. That's right. <laughs> 
You can't expect perfection from muggles. Ooh, someone using catchphrases. Zing. Did I throw away the wrong page? No, I did not. Okay. Nope. The, the blame for this is too heavy a director, directorial hand. Originality might have flowered under a lighter touch and the original, original literary work better served. A lot of words to describe. The book was better. Yeah, Jesus. But you really, I mean, can you really... See, I'm guilty of this too. As you know, I love reading the books before the films, of a lot of them. I try not to really marry the two unless they're just glaring omissions. But man, it sounds like these guys had a hard-on for the book that was just unnecessary. I don't know. Amazon five-star reviews. Five-star reviews. Amazon five-star reviews. Sit down for this one, guys. This one's lengthy, but oh boy, we're gonna tell uh, okay. we're gonna tell the IQ level is probably hovering around dim to dull. <laughs> you ever do something stupid? I mean, really, really, really dumb when you were younger and thought, "Wow, that's the dumbest thing I'll ever do." But then you got to do something that tops that. Wasn't that dumb and dumber? Lloyd, just remember when you, whoever you do something so dumb, you go and outdo yourself. I'm paraphrasing. Well, I just did that today. I did the dumbest thing I've ever done today. I mean, how many dumb things can you do in 24 hours? 18 or 16 if you count sleep. And I've been thinking, wow, like I'm impressively stupid. Was thinking that for a while, but then I got over it and decided to watch this film again. And wow, it's still really good. Signed five stars out of five. Sorry, sorry. Five stars out of five. Signed, guy who tucks his sport jersey into his jeans. Does that review count as one of the dumb things? <laughs> this is the dumbest thing I've done is read this review. <laughs> 75 years old. By the way, Katie, uh, superfan Katie Cohen says, quote, Amazon one-star reviews will be your uh, legacy upon life after you, after you leave this world. I said, thank you. 75 years old, five or six viewings in, and I still like it. I like the next one, too. But I'm suspicious Amazon is editing the film to run shorter after my purchase. I have heard they shorten movies to save bandwidth. I hope that is not the case with purchase movies. Signed, Oswald was not the lone gunman. <laughs> I was going to write the Warren Commission's a bunch okay. of retards, but okay. <laughs> Nothing much to say about a digital movie. It did work, and of course, I like the movie, even if J.K. Rowling is a horrid person. That was a recent one. <laughs> yeah. Condensed story That's from recent. Amazing Book. Not too terrible and helpful with the Latin E spells. Now, instead of constantly yelling at my children, OMG, turn off the lights, you animals, I merely breathe Nox. And if by magic, light switches are flicked to conserve energies, energy, and my monies. Oh, those kids hate you. Yeah. You do that with a clapper like 30 years ago. I wonder if the kid's going to learn how to do a spell. Parentis emancipationis. <laughs> yeah. Amazon one-star reviews. Amazon one-star reviews. I only made it to the 30-minute mark. But that was quite enough to know that this is a tortured pile of, look, isn't that fabulous? In other words, an inventive mind presuming that it's creative. The net result is banal. 
This guy sucks. <laughs> Again, someone just goes, I heard the word Benalte in the office. I'm going to try and shoehorn that somewhere. Wait a minute. I've got four followers on my Amazon reviews. Mom, look at this. And he prints it out and puts it on the fridge when he goes home for Thanksgiving. I dare you to use it in a sentence. In a sentence, I'm going to write a whole paragraph around it. <laughs> Next review. Jess doesn't do it for me. Smiley face emoji. Like somebody took time. Somebody watched that and was like, you know what? These words need to be read. I need to share this opinion. If you think that's bad, how about these next three? Next one, ready? <laughs> Kids movie. <laughs> Apparently this guy does a lot of literature seeking in the children's section of the library and goes, ah, these labels be damned. Next review. Stupid. Hulk smash Next one Good Stop it Swear to God Stop it Swear to God But it's a fucking one star review They write good What's what's great then I went to buy it I went to buy a t-shirt off of Amazon And I was looking at the reviews And somebody wrote the shirt was fine if you like t-shirts, but I don't really wear t-shirts. <laughs> there has to be, I, I'm all about this. I tried, I'm trying to make this a, a bit, but whatever. I think that you should be, just like mailing a letter, you have to have a stamp. You have to pay to write every social media post there is. And that includes taking pictures. For all you assholes who want to take photos of your fucking chicken parm, let's flash back to the 80s when we were all youngins. If I would have taken a picture of my, of, my, of my dinner in the house and my dad went to the little photo mat in the middle of a fucking mall parking lot, <laughs> my dad would have fucking yelled. He goes, you wasted money that I, I developed a fucking photo of a goddamn chicken parm sandwich? I would have gotten a smack. The same shit. You whip out your camera. Remember the flash bulbs? Remember yes. the flash blocks uh, you had to put yep. on top of the camera? <laughs> like a magazine. You wasted a, you wasted a flash block on your chicken parm. You have to be, you have to charge for post. This is going to get the stupidity out of the world. And maybe the dumb people can at least hide the fact that they're stupid. Remember, the less you say, the dumber you sound, the dumber you come across. That's it. But this That's, is the Kevin. That idea is right up there with licenses for babies. I'm all for it. Okay, cool. Let's get on that. We'll uh, we'll run an office on a joint ticket. Libertarian, I guess. <laughs> Last one, and this one's up for you. This is directly up Know Your Role Boulevard and Kevin Israel Lane. I heard a lot about Harry Potter, so I decided to watch this movie. I had to stop once I saw the depiction of goblins. It does seem anti-Semitic. <laughs> I, I also checked the web to see if I'm the only one and saw people divide. They don't use proper grammar, both pro and against. To me, it seems pretty obvious. We'll call Amazon to get my money back. Hello, Bezos. These goblins are too Jewy looking for my liking. <laughs> Why? And it's, Why? Because goblins run the banks. Wait till they see the Harry Potter sequel gob where goblins run Hogwarts TV station and newspapers as well. And Hogwarts Comedy Club. God damn it. <laughs> here's, someone, here's someone who thinks that when someone sneezes that they're saying a Jew instead of saying a chew. This doesn't get tiresome, does it? People are looking for mountains out of moleholes with this thing. But apparently you agree with them that you thought that this was uh, on the end. I mean, I thought it was pretty – like it's, it's, it's more than coincidental, but I, I, 
didn't boycott the movie over it. I mean, <laughs> shit happens. Like, like what? Like, I remember, and you could cut all of this. I remember when the first, uh, when episode one came out, and I saw it, so and I. I remember thinking it sucked. But then I left the theater, and I was walking through the mall, and I ran into one of my buddies. I was in college, and I ran into one of my buddies who was black, and he's like, "What did you think of that movie?" And I was like. I don't know. I thought it was, it didn't compare to the original kind of stuff. He's like, no, no, no. What do you think about all the racism? And I was like, oh, I didn't pick up on that right away. And he's like, the Asian people, the, the, uh, what's his name was supposed to be like Jamaican. And, uh, and the, and the flying guy was a Jew. You should be offended. And I was like, I guess that just all went over my head. And then I went back and watched it and I was like, hmm, yeah, he was right. This is all pretty bad. But like, I'm not going to, fucking start a march over it like it's crazy whoa 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 back up you had a black friend i, I did i did i was i was i was very ahead of the times back in the 90s. <laughs> hilarious i i didn't get that but then again i don't i'm not out one with an agenda trying to find things for out of nothing but okay you found <laughs> something and some other people did maybe did too fine but i think that i don't know people are trying too hard to, to get i mean and honestly out. if it's a i mean it could be i mean i laughed like, I think it's a funny, if it's a coincidence, it's a funny, ridiculous coincidence. <laughs> and I don't think there's any, like, malintent, but, you know, they were yeah, little big-nosed people running the bank. I mean, who looked like Jewish propaganda posters from the 40s. <laughs> were you waiting for them to hatch eggs, too, and grow horns? Yeah, I was, I was waiting for them to be like, oh, I'm like, look at my little yellow star that I wear, too. That's... <laughs> Then them all go to dinner and start complaining about the check and how the food is undercooked and send it back four times. You've been out with my parents. <laughs> We've all been waiters, right? Okay. <laughs> Kevin Israel, did Joey gut the sacred cow? You know, I was afraid ah. you were going to ask me this. I love uh. me start with with you know, and then that exact tone goes. I, I got to tell you, I'm really torn. This might be the this might be the the hardest decision I've had to make. Uh, Today, yeah, today. <laughs> in the past <laughs> in the past hour, because um, uh, he did, you know, he he makes a lot of really good points in this movie. Uh, didn't hold up as well as I remembered it. I didn't hate it though, um, and I don't think I don't think it it necessarily uncovered anything that was unknown before. But he made a lot of really good points. I. I want to say he came really fucking close to the gutting it, but this movie made a billion dollars. <laughs> made a fucking bill. It has a park. It has a theme park. It has people. There are legitimate Quidditch fucking clubs. There are tournaments. I think it's on like ESPN Ocho. They actually show like Quidditch games. So it's it's hard for me to believe. That I don't know if that's actually helping of- or arguing against it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know either. Um, I'm just saying it has. It's created such a culture around it. It's hard for me to believe that even a man of Joey's stature could could gut it. So as 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 much as I want to say he did, because I, I I was taken by a lot of his arguments, and on rewatch I saw a lot of the points he made. Um, I don't think he quite got it. I, I just I think this 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 movie's the movie's too big. I think uh, I agree. I'll co-sign on the non-gutting. I think that goofy Brit with the teeth almost could pull a Nelson from The Simpsons and go. Ha ha. No, it was um, not quite there. The goal for gutting, and again, I was, I, I gave it a five and a half. I'm not loving, I'm not hating it, 
What I'm looking for in a gutting is can you change my mind or at the very least, which has happened before, can you get me to knock my score down a point based on your argument? And he did not. So I'm going to give it a no gutting. So, but well done. We appreciate the effort. A good effort. Very good, good effort. Point, very good point. Right. to you, sir. That's right. Yeah, no, it is. It, listen, and it, it'd be even funnier if we were, one of us were a super Harry Potter nerd. Because right now, we look at that woman on the internet with the meme with the short haircut. Ah, the triggered face, which is always funny. So, Oh, the yeah. other lady with her eyes open? Yeah, so the glasses. Yeah. Yeah, the triggered face. Yeah, but unfortunately, none of us give that much of a, of a fuck about Harry Potter. But if you would have came at us about the Transformers 1985 cartoon, you'd be a dead man where you sat Ooh. right now. Ooh! Yeah, you'd be dead. Or Big Trouble in Little China. I like China. that movie. I'm not gutting that. Yeah. Well, fuck no. <laughs> I don't think anyone hates that movie. But that's the case. No. Joey, why don't you shout out your podcast again and tell us where we can find you everywhere else. No problem. Well, every week I am on the So Wizard podcast. It's available at SoWizardPodcast.com. You can find the podcast there as well as links to all our social media accounts. We have a YouTube channel with tons of free and exclusive content on there as well. Just go to YouTube, search So Wizard Podcast. And, uh, yeah, every week we're there. We're reviewing movies, TV shows, and other nerdy stuff. So come check us out. Why don't you, awesome. review, this, why don't you review this podcast on your podcast? <laughs> How meta yeah. would that be? <laughs> oh, man. Podcast in a podcast, like Inception. Oof. Over, <laughs> over, overrated film. We've done Did it. The this top time. stop spinning. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Israel, where can we find you besides yelling, raising your fists at a poster for episode one? <laughs> uh, KevinIsrael.com uh, for whatever comedy dates might come up. I'm going to be actually at Bananas Comedy Club at the end of uh, November. Uh, I can't remember the dates. I should have had that written down. But you can go on my, uh, on my uh, calendar and check that out. And you can get my album, The Struggle is Real, on iTunes and everywhere else you get uh, audio. You should go trick-or-treating with your dogs dressed as one of the goblins from Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> we, we actually just my dog's name is Gozer and we dressed him up as the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man last year I, I remember that photo yeah that's uh, I like that you should have him uh, dressed as Rick Moranis but with a black eye this year <laughs> just punch him every street <laughs> I'm not advocating you hit your dog you fucking savage maybe some it's makeup a big dog he can take it <laughs> now of all the other jokes we made on the AC, ASPCA will be on our asses next <laughs> I love my dogs. I love my dogs. KevinGoatee.com. Find me there. Find our other stuff. Uh, football picks, all that, you know, dates, whenever those come back. Uh, com. More importantly, go check out our articles. We post there every single Monday through Friday, as well as our merch store. Like I said, I mentioned before, T-shirts, hats, bags. I don't know. You name it. We've got it. Get your gear. Gear. Hoodies. It's hoodie time of year, folks. Get a Gutting the Sacred Cow hoodie. And, of course, GTSC Podcast on Twitter. Make sure you follow us everywhere you can. Pretty, pretty, please, on social media. If you have not yet done so, please give us a five-star rating, two-sentence review on your podcast platform of choice. It does help. Lastly, if you want to advertise with us, we have our advertisers. We're actually sponsored by Podcorn this coming week. So guttingthesacredcowl at gmail.com is where you reach us to email us, and, uh, and that's it. But... Joey, thanks a lot again from So Wizards Podcast, hanging out to do the Harry the Harry, Harry the Potter. What am I, what am I becoming British? Harry the Potter, you've been now knighted. Harry's Potter. As, by the way, did that not – I just hated hearing all those kids say Potter the way they said that. That kind of <laughs> irked me. 
It had to just, no, it's whatever. Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel, Joey from So Wizards, Podcast, so Wizards Podcast, excuse me. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you later. Take care. Bye. Goodbye.